This is the Fit Roots podcast, and I'm your host, Aidan Lee. We are focused on teaching you the best of philosophy, martial arts, health, well-being, and business. Our mission is to build modern warriors who enhance their lives through continual physical and mental evolution, and then bestow that gift onto the next generation. Today, we've got Rashida Brocklehurst joining us. Rashida is a writer, journalist, and the founder of Green V PR and Communications. This is her digital marketing and PR agency for sustainable businesses and the hospitality sector, focusing on promoting brands, hotels, and locations as green, vegan, and vegetarian friendly and luxurious. She runs luxury vegan lifestyle and travel blog, thegreenv.com, in her spare time, and last year delivered a speech at Italy's leading vegan event called Vegan Days, and also moderated a debate at the European Parliament discussing the future of plant-based meat alternatives. Welcome to the Fit Roots podcast, Rashida. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to be here and looking forward to, uh, to chatting. Thank you. Yeah, looking really forward to your insights. So let's get cracking, shall we? So I want to know, Rashida, you know, what made you want to be on the show today? Well, I'm definitely a fan of podcasts anyway. I'm always listening to them, whether I'm walking somewhere or cleaning, cooking, which there's a lot of cooking going on in the apartment. Um, So, and especially, you know, we've got to know each other um, well over the past couple of years and uh, I've listened to previous episodes that you've done, really, really enjoyed them. And I'm hoping to kind of bring some valuable um, tips and information to your listeners today. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure we can get down to those. So uh, let's get to it. So, in that sense, you've told us obviously your background, or we've just explained about what you do, but tell us a little bit more about you know, what it is you do with your business and the Green V in particular, and also about we've been discussing your direction, where you started and kind of where you're at now. So um, originally, I'm a journalist. I started working in publishing back when I was 19, all those years ago, and um, Basically, I started off doing proofreading, sub-editing, and then moved to writing articles, going to events and uh, reporting on them. Um, I really decided that I'd had enough of the nine-till-five life and needed a big change. Um, I just wasn't very happy with, with that lifestyle. So I decided to go freelance and moved to Belgium from the UK, um, and I'm still in Belgium. And I started working for a magazine here and started doing uh, copywriting and editorial projects um, remotely. And while I was here, I ended up transitioning from vegetarianism to veganism and started a blog on the side. And I just realized that I wanted to combine my passions of of writing and veganism and animal rights together and to see whether I could basically make a living off that. Um, So currently, my agency focuses on digital marketing and communications for vegan-friendly, sustainable businesses with a particular focus on the hospitality sector. And this is really um, a continuation of my passion for traveling, but also my super-duper super passion to show people that you can be vegan all over the place and still have amazing experiences without feeling restricted. Awesome. No, that's a great insight. And as you said at the start, as well, yeah, you used to, uh, we've known each other for a couple of years now. Rashid actually used to be one of my students online uh, a few years ago. And I've seen her grow uh, from what she used to do to, you know, where you are now, which is brilliant. So from that experience, Rashida, what would you say is the, the message you might want to convey to those listening about, 
more so about you know where you started and as you told me maybe it not being completely right for you and then switching directions and going through that process I would say the most important thing is to not feel like you're failing if you decide to change direction if you look on the internet for example all these famous digital marketers or entrepreneurs and CEOs of these huge companies what you see them doing now is probably not what they were doing 10 or 20 years ago and it's difficult to maybe distance yourself from that when you're kind of currently in the bubble of when you're building a business. But ultimately, if what you're doing doesn't feel right for you, you don't have to continue with it. You can swap and change and adapt what you're doing to kind of fit in with where you want to go. And, and don't be afraid of that because I think generally speaking, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you create your own brand or your own business, you want to do it because you want control over your daily life, your profession, what you're doing. You might have a a bigger goal that you want to make an impact on the world or to make a difference. And you have to kind of put the building blocks together that will allow you to do that completely um, how you want it to. So I would say feel comfortable with change. Obviously, analyze things if you think that something's not going too well don't ignore it because that's the worst thing that you can do but just monitor and adapt and make those changes if you need to awesome so with that in mind can you tell everyone what you've done so what where you are and you know what you're more focused on now and how that has helped you with your passion for your business your drive and your new mission okay so when I first went freelance I was focusing on copywriting for entrepreneurs, generally female entrepreneurs, but with a few um, male entrepreneurs kind of thrown in the mix. Um, There was no um, particular focus on what type of businesses they were doing. So I'd be writing um, content, sales pages, about pages for a whole variety of different types of businesses. And although writing is one of my great passions, um, I just found it really draining. I was anxious over whether I felt that they were going to be happy with the the end result. Sometimes if it was about a business that I might not have had a great deal of experience in that area or that sector myself, I would feel worried about doing the necessary research in order to kind of bring the result that they wanted. And it got to the stage where I was really hating it and I thought, what am I doing? I've created this business. I've set, myself as, I've set myself up as a freelancer because I wanted to have control over my life, but it just wasn't lighting me up. And I was running the blog on the side, um, my vegan travel and lifestyle blog. And I thought, is there a way that I can combine my passion with writing with my big passion for veganism? So I started to try and incorporate them together. So working with vegan entrepreneurs, ethical entrepreneurs, ghostwriting content for some of the bigger organizations like Veganuary, for example. And it all of a sudden started to really fit together. And I would say you kind of know when you know, when something feels right for you in your business. And, you know, it's still a journey. Things are always going to swap and change and, you know, peaks and troughs. But I think once you kind of feel more settled, you want to do it and you don't feel as drained um, as I probably felt like I did last year and the year before. Awesome. So do you feel like you're going in that right direction now? Yeah, definitely going in the right direction now. And I think 
going through that that time period I learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about business I learned a lot about just general kind of life skills um, that maybe I hadn't had the experience of before so even though it was quite a tough time and obviously changing things and starting again from scratch it was a learning curve and I think you have to just kind of see those things as a positive what you can learn from them and then implement that into the next step yeah massively I think we've both been in the same boat as we were discussing earlier you know my vision at the start was not nowhere near what it is now or in the same direction completely different and you don't feel as authentic or honest and or honest with yourself uh, in doing so but with that in mind what is the message that people listening to this can take away is it that what we need to be more honest with ourselves we need to uh, do some more exploration or what is it from your side that either you experienced and or you would advise that people in that situation can follow I think definitely be honest with yourself if you're feeling that something isn't working don't ignore it do something that really lights you up that you feel passionately about and I know it's a cliche but do something which you would happily do for free if you had all the money in the world because then you know that you're onto a winner yeah that's a great answer (laughs) because I I find that as well like I ask some people even students actually quite a lot because a lot you know a lot of people say oh yeah I, I enjoy I really enjoy what I do it's like all right so if you had to go in tomorrow and you didn't get paid for whatever reason would you do it and generally speaking the answer is no yeah (laughs) if you can still say yeah I'd do it don't be wrong of course we want and need money um but it's just in that scenario you know so yeah absolutely and that's a that's a big change for you isn't it because I remember where you were and you know where you are now and I really like your vision I think it's more aligned with what you want to do so I know you telling me earlier that you know you're more focusing on hotels and the sort of PR and almost, I guess, bringing veganism to the mainstream in a way which makes it more accessible when you travel. So tell me if that's one, correct, but two, delve into that a little bit more. Yeah, that's definitely correct. Um, I think this has really stemmed from running the travel blog and doing the mini travel guides that you can find on my website. Um, Obviously, being passionate about travel, but in particular, luxury, high-end travel. So, I'm not much of a backpacker or a camper, I have to say. (laughs) Um, I enjoy lovely hotel, beautiful surroundings, and most importantly for me, really good quality food. And I would find that as a vegan, um, it was sometimes a little difficult to have the same experience that someone who wasn't vegan would be having at a fantastic restaurant um, or have a lovely breakfast, you know, something more than just a black coffee and a fruit salad. Um, and it kind of ties in well with my general mission to make veganism accessible, contemporary and easier for people, whether they go the whole hog into 100% veganism or plant-based or whether they just want to reduce their meat and dairy consumption or have a few veggie days a week, just to make things easier for people and most importantly, so they don't have to miss out on anything. And I think my work with hotels and trying to make them more vegan friendly goes hand in hand with also trying to make them more sustainable. So at the moment, there's a lot of press um, focusing around plastic, uh, waste. There's lots of zero waste places coming up, which is fantastic. Obviously, organic food is really coming into its own. But I just feel that the easiest way to be sustainable with food is through, uh, is with, through food. 
so that's kind of my vision for hotels and obviously there's other factors you know to do with recycling and various different things that they can focus on to be more sustainable um so that's kind of currently what i'm focusing on now which is really exciting and definitely something that i'm super passionate about and you can tell it's uh, not that you weren't <laughs> passionate about what you did before, but I think this really has brought you out to your element. So it's, it's really happy. I'm really happy to see that over the couple of years of knowing you. And uh, yeah, I think the hotel industry is definitely something they're big on that at the moment. Even over the last couple of weeks, I've been in a few hotels and there, you know, even messages like, oh, if you don't need to wash this towel twice, then don't do it. But mm. of course, you and me both know that the simplest way to make the least amount of ecological impact is to make the right choices with your food and have make the choices which uh, don't use up as much resources, which are mostly the plant-based options or the vegan options. Yeah. So that's interesting. And how is that? I'm curious to know, like that industry, is it quite hard to get them to, uh, if you like, listen or are they quite open? Are they actively trying to do these kind of things already with, when it comes to food and veganism? I think it's definitely location dependent. Um, and for example, I'm currently working with a hotel in Italy. Um, and I think generally with the the attitude towards hospitality, they want to be much more welcoming to their guests and, and if the guests want something that they want to provide for it. And I think just generally in the culture, you can notice those things. Whereas perhaps outside of the Mediterranean, like in Belgium, for example, people aren't that keen. They just would rather stick to the traditional, well, these are the options and we're not too bothered about that. And, and it, so I would say it's a mixed bag, really. I think sustainability in general is just going to keep keep growing because, let's face it, it has to for mm. us to, to not completely destroy the planet that we live on. Um, but I'm hoping that slowly more and more hotels will realise that actually just by even offering a vegan menu that's had some thought gone into it rather than just a salad or, you know, a, a, a fruit smoothie, for example, that that things can change um so i would say there's lots of places out that are interested that i'm kind of communicating with and it's just showing them that there is value in that and also if you think about it that hotels are still businesses and they want to see that you know a return on investment that actually people are going to want this so it's just about showing them that veganism and sustainability is still a sector that can be profitable it just depends on how you how you go about it yeah, definitely. And especially with the rise of it in the last X amount of years, I mean, you, you'll probably be able to tell us more about it uh, than I could. But even just from a personal point of view, I mean, you know, you know, I'm vegan, but I'm not sure the listeners do yet. Uh, I think for the last five years or so now, but I would definitely make a choice of uh, between two hotels or various hotels based upon their food options, because for the most part, they're all relatively similar. If it's a five star hotel, it's a five star. Mm. Okay, what's the difference? Or are they going to cater to my you know, what I want nutritionally and as you say not to give something bland and therefore yes they may have a five-star experience in everything else but if they can't cater for that as a five-star experience in the, the food then I wouldn't go so exactly yeah, and it goes imagine. beyond food as well you know it's mm. do you want to sleep on a pillow that's got feathers in as a vegan yeah. you probably would rather not to do you want to go into the bathroom and see products that are cruelty free and vegan friendly or just kind of standard products that don't feel in alignment with yourself and I think it's just little touches like that that can really make the whole experience much more enjoyable and pleasant and memorable for people mm. yeah definitely so moving more towards your goals uh, Rashida um what I'd like to know is one what are your goals for the 
next one, three, and five years could be both business and personal, but also what can people listening to this learn from what your goals are and what you're looking to achieve? So I'll be honest here, I don't really look that far ahead. (laughs) So my number one tip probably after thinking about this would be to have some kind of plan, know where you're going, (laughs) definitely. You don't have to think like 10 years in the future, but just have some kind of path. Um, So for example, my one looking for this time next year, I'm hoping to move back to the UK with my partner. I'm hoping to build upon the work that I'm doing with hotels. And I'm also um, looking to launch an academy um, online training program for entrepreneurs in the ethical vegan wellness space to help them with communications, PR, content creation and writing. So I'm hoping that that's going to have a few members in it um, this time next year. Um, In the next three years, I'd like to... um, be writing my second book so my first one is going to be published later this year and hopefully be doing some more travel guides a lot more travel and just basically trying to spread the positive message of veganism and sustainability as much as possible and in five years which is definitely something that I'd not really uh, thought about I would hopefully like to be settled in my forever home I suppose as I've been traveling around quite a lot over the past few years and um, be doing more speaking events just kind of really setting myself up as a as a real expert on what I'm passionate about and to be um, hopefully working with some charities maybe some donkey charities and cat charities in the Middle East and just trying to kind of push that forward and feel like I'm really making a difference in the world um, yeah I think for me it's the the focus on my whole kind of life really is to feel that I'm making some kind of positive impact in whichever way that I can do. Awesome. And you definitely are. And as you say, with those goals, it's, if you're not used to thinking that far ahead, I guess it's interesting, but the fact that you have uh, in in a short amount of time since I've asked you is is pretty cool. So it's good to see that. And hopefully it comes to fruition. And with that in mind, Rashida, how would you, what, or what would you say people listening can learn from your goals and, and sort of that process of, of looking ahead I think number one would be to be realistic so I'm probably not going to be a millionaire in the next year or two um but I will probably be making more money than I am now for example so just try and break it down if you um are just launching your first business for example don't look at where somebody like um Gary V is right now think about where you could be in one year and and break it down into small incremental steps that can be um, achievable because there's nothing worse than either setting yourself a huge to-do list or a load of goals that you have to you know write down in January that you have to have completed by the following December and then not achieving them be realistic with your goals but also set things that you feel that are going to be meaningful that you can work towards Uh, yeah so that's I think what I would say about that Awesome. So to recap, so small, uh, meaningful goals, which are achievable. And it sounds kind of like small, uh, following the uh, SMART protocols, making sure they're specific, measurable, attainable, mm. realistic and time-bound. So awesome. Love that. So moving on to a bit more of your, if you like, routines, habits, ways of thinking and way of doing things, Rashida, could you share a few personal habits or daily routines that contribute to your success and what people could learn from that? Yeah, of course. I think my number one top tip is to start the day in a positive way. 
And I know this can sound really annoying if you work nine till five or you work kind of long hours. You might not have a chance to do a two hour yoga session in the morning, you know, before work, let's be realistic. So even if it's just a 15 minute um, time period that you can just unwind, relax and do something for you before everyone else in the house wakes up, before the kids wake up, before you have to go and, and do your commute. Just focus on yourself and get yourself into a positive mind space. So me personally, I get up, have water and lemon and some water, and then I'll sit and have a nice strong coffee and read books that I'll be um, enjoying at that time or listen to something on Audible or it with podcasts like your podcast. Um, and just have a bit of time just to focus on myself, I might do a little bit of yoga or Pilates or just some kind of stretches. But I, I would say that that one thing is to have that, that time in the morning for you before everything else kind of the chaos starts. Awesome. Yeah, I think focusing on yourself on the first thing is, is massively important. Um, if you focus on yourself, you know, you have to be selfish to be selfless. And, you know, if you're not in the best mood, if you're not in the best state physically, mentally, psychologically, socially, uh, spiritually, whatever it might be, how can you give the best to others that you are able to do potentially? So, and as you say, it doesn't have to take forever. Um, you know, even if, if you work the typical nine to five, hey, get up earlier, you know, if you're getting up just in time for work, then maybe you don't enjoy your work enough or whatever the real reason is, you know, get down to the source of it so those are wonderful tips so with that in mind what are your strategies for success and what can people learn from that um I think similar to what I said earlier is be realistic and when you're looking at what you have to do in a day have maybe four things that you have to do every single day that are going to move you forward so for me, and possibly um, you'll relate to this as well, if you're working with clients in one day, that might be several hours taken up when you're completely focused on somebody else, doing work for somebody else, working with them, training them, writing content for them. But don't let your own marketing, don't let your own business kind of fall apart and then think, oh, it's a weekend, I'm just going to do some tweets now or go on Instagram Live for a bit always do something so it ticks along every day so you feel like you're making progress every single day because I think as an entrepreneur it's really easy to feel frustrated if you're not kind of getting to where you want to be fast enough or you're looking around and seeing that other people are more successful than you are and I think that frustration comes from not feeling that you're progressing and moving forward. So if you have maybe not even four, maybe if it's just one thing every day that you do without fail, that you think, great, today's been a good day because I've done that. I've ticked it off my list. And um, yeah, and I just think just hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable to that. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's key because I, I think we were talking about this earlier as well, but I, when I first started, just create a massive to-do list and you would get disappointed because it, you know, you'd get, you wouldn't get through anywhere near half of it. You might get one or two things done. Yeah. <laughs> we have to, we always think there's more hours in the day than there's not and want to uh, expect that we can do more than we can in the time frames. And yes, that comes with focus and productivity and efficiency as time and moves on. But at the start, you have to be realistic. And I guess, as you say, focus on what's the most important thing right now. And if you can delegate the rest, go for it. But if you can do those one, two, three or four things, uh, which are non-negotiable, as you say, then you'll be on a steady path rather than up and down, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. And I think especially as a writer, I might think, oh, I've got so many words to write. I'll have that done in an hour. And I never do. It always takes longer, always takes longer than you think. So bear that in mind. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. And with the previous question, Iman Rashida, what has been your best success to date and what can people learn from that? I would say my biggest success so far was speaking at Italy's leading vegan festival. Um, last November I spoke for an hour it was consecutive translation so I would say a small sentence in English and the interpreter would repeat it in Italian my first speaking event and I was so so nervous honestly I was just there thinking oh my god what am I doing but I had the best time and the team there was so warm and friendly and Melanie Joy who you might have heard of um she spoke at the same event we went out to dinner and it was amazing to kind of get to know her and talk to her and to kind of have people looking at both of us as speakers you know together at that event and I'm quite introverted I'm really shy and I really push myself out of my comfort zone to um to go to go through that to contact them in the first place to put myself forward to to kind of going there and 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 carrying everything out I just never really thought that I would do that I thought oh gosh it's just too too much so even if you are feeling nervous about something that's where the growth happens and I look back at that time I literally had the best weekend of my life it was fantastic and more than that I felt really proud of myself that I kind of overcome an obstacle which I never thought I would do so have a big hairy goal and and work towards absolutely smashing it and you will do it you just have to give yourself that time and and it's going to be great and I want to do more speaking events now and I never thought I would say that <laughs> yeah that's that's a wonderful achievement and yeah you you know you didn't strike me as the most introverted person but I guess we're kind of similar like you know I want to do it but it, it does take yeah. us out of that comfort zone and the fact that you did your I didn't realize that was your first one one different it country was, yeah. two but I had to <laughs> translate it for you as well I mean that's a that's a tall ask and yeah the fact that and you went out with uh Melanie Joy afterwards for dinner so not a bad bad result is it no not at all <laughs> yeah good and that's a great experience you know the fact that you can network with someone like that afterwards as well and now become I guess friends with her in many ways yeah um, and I think especially when you surround yourselves by people that are in the same kind of area that you work in and um, maybe a bit more well she's obviously a lot more advanced than me but you know it's really inspiring and you think actually you know I, I can do this and whatever to your listeners you know whatever business that they're in whatever sector that they work in what they're thinking about going into have that confidence to put yourself out there and to feel inspired by other people not to feel worse about yourself because they are further down the path than you are at this time Mm. yeah exactly there's no need to be envious just be inspired I guess Mm, yeah awesome so that's a great lesson for everyone else as well. And I'd be interested to hear, Rashida, a time, a story of a time in your journey when you experienced failure and share what you learned from it so others can hopefully not do the same. I would say going back to when I was copywriting um, for general entrepreneurs and doing articles um, with no kind of particular focus um, of what I was passionate about, I felt guilty that I wanted to change things because, you know, that was my income. Um, Ultimately, it 
I just felt like I wasn't being authentic and I tried to do um, courses with people and I tried to, to kind of work in the same community that I felt that I should be working in but it just never really gelled it just never felt right mm. and I look at that time I just thought I was really failing in a as in a business kind of sense and I just maybe wasn't cut out for this and you know I should just go and get a normal job uh, really and it was quite a stressful time period kind of transitioning in you know the the direction that I'm going into now, it's not happened overnight. It, it was a very gradual thing with different ideas coming in and me working on it and tweaking it and deciding actually what do I really want to do with this. So I, I think at the time, looking back, it was I felt like I was failing, but now it was needed in order to put me on the right path. And I think, again, to your listeners, if they're not feeling great about something, then, then change it because they can change it there's always something that can be done and you're not stuck in a position um forever you have the ability to to tweak it and change it and to look after yourself and look after yourself mentally as well because you can just spiral down and down and down if you're not happy with what you're doing and there's nothing worse than that mm. yeah massively and I guess uh, a couple of lessons from that which are a great great lesson is like you know admit one that there's something wrong in the first place that you're not feeling it what you're doing and then two is all right well what can you do about it? You might not know it straight away, as you say, but it's like, well, what strategies can you put into place to try and figure out a solution? As long as you're solution orientated rather than problem orientated, it may not happen straight mm-hmm. away, but eventually you can come up with something which will result in a better direction and path for you going forward. So yeah, it's hard going through what you did, but I, you know, I think uh, similarly went through a few, a few of the same circumstances, not knowing where you're going wondering if this is right, as you say, oh, should I pack it all in or is there something else out there? And then it's not until you rekindle the, if you like, the flame in the mission, the vision that you, you say, no, never, never. Pack yeah, it. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's really cool. So, um, you know, tell us, Rashida, obviously, you know, we know what you're expert in and you're kind of currently working on, but tell us why it's important to you and also why it should be important to maybe those listening and just others in the general community. I would say that the thing that drives me forward is that I want to have an impact and to make a difference. And I think whether you're a writer, whether you're a personal trainer, or whether that you're working on a brand of, of food products that are making it kind of make it easier for people to be healthy, if you have a story behind what you're doing, it makes it so much easier because not only do you believe in what you're doing, other people are going to relate to what you're talking about. So whether you're talking on Instagram about something, whether you're writing an article about it, that story is a thing that sets you apart from other people and your experiences are what makes you unique and what makes your offering unique. Um, and I think being lucky enough to kind of marry my passions together, even though it took a while, um, is something that I really want to hold on to and to kind of get more experience and to move forward with it. And to your listeners as well, like I said before, you don't have to just be stuck at one thing. If you're working you know, the nine to five job at the moment, but you want to do something else. Don't necessarily go and quit your job, but think about what you can do on the side. You know, is there any training that you can do? Are there any free resources out there? Is there any courses, are there any courses that you can do um, that online in your own time? There's always chance to make a difference. Um, But I think identify what makes you tick and that's the key. 
Yeah, exactly. And there's so many options out there, as you say, like if you focus on the negative and oh, the problem, you're not going to be looking outside of your scope of or my myopic scope and actually thinking, right, well, what can I do? Yeah, you're mm-hmm. busy if you work a job, but as you know, if you work a business, it doesn't stop until you stop. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, one of those things, you stop when you want, but at least you're loving what you're doing. And eventually, you know, if, yeah, in a couple of years or whenever it, w- it may be, if we don't want to work, we don't have to. But we do it as you clearly demonstrate because you love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is massively important. So with that in mind, um, Rashida, what, in recent times, what development in your area of expertise or whether it be in the general health, well-being, philosophy, martial arts or business worlds has excited you the most? Probably won't come as a surprise, but the surge of veganism and the interest surrounding it has thrilled me and it's not only just the fact that it's becoming a bit more mainstream now it's just back in the UK going into the supermarkets and seeing so many options there which is fantastic Um, but also I'm really loving how the kind of wellness both mental wellness and physical wellness is moving into the mainstream too so even if you um, you know like I'm not an athletic person or anything like that but there are things that I've learned from people like yourself about kind of incorporating things like meditation like little things that I can do every day to look after myself that bit better um and I kind of would like to see more of that now so you don't have to kind of fit a certain box to live a holistic lifestyle everyone can implement certain aspects and then kind of fit it together to to work for them awesome so make it more tailor-made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So in general then, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the health and well-being industry and also what people listening can take away from that. I think probably the main thing would be to really look at what you're doing as an individual and like what makes you feel better because there's a lot of noise out there you know whether it's people saying eat this eat that or you should be doing hip workouts or you should be doing pilates workouts find what works for you but but put yourself first like we were saying with the morning routine you don't have to do everything you don't have to be everything but just help yourself move forward and give yourself a good start to the day and give yourself the kind of best start in life that you can by looking after yourself but but don't forget how you feel in your head you know which is related to so many things business wellness you know it's all interconnected and if something's not working then it affects the other things there and it can can be quite problematic yeah, massively. And uh, I think we had this similar conversation when you first started training uh, with me a couple of years ago as well. And it's like the whole, you know, especially in business, uh, you've got the idea that, oh, I haven't got enough time to train. I haven't got enough time to, you know, keep healthy. And it's like, man, if mm. anything, us guys are the, are the ones who need it the most because we need, you know, that energy, that drive, that passion to go beyond maybe nine to five maybe you need to work a little bit longer one day or another or most days and uh not just that but you know if you're if you truly view your greatest wealth as your health or health as wealth, then it ultimately brings you in more money eventually with more energy uh more efficiency more productivity your roi invested in that one hour or four percent of your day or whatever it might be 
is greatly increased. So those are wonderful tips. Now, before we wrap up with our signature questions, Rashida, are there any uh, resources like websites, videos, books, workshops, etc., that you would recommend to people listening? I would absolutely recommend um, the 12 week year um, by Brian P. Moran. Uh, it's on Amazon, you can get it on an ebook, physical book, or on Audible. It really helps you kind of click into seeing each week as a year and how much progress you can move forward. I'm all about those small changes, those small steps that you can do every single day. It's fantastic. Um, other books, um, a little, oh, hang on, just one second. I've got okay. it here. Little, little Me Big Business by Nadia Finer is fantastic for um, small micro entrepreneurs or micro businesses. Um, Audible, I'm obsessed with it because you can cook, you can go shopping and just listen to all these different books depending on what you're interested in. Um, and podcasts such as the Him and Her podcast, uh, really good health and wellness based from a couple that are married. So there's um, the female kind of side and then the male side that comes in as well. So it's, it's useful information for everybody and uh, a lot of business tips there too. Nice. Awesome. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah, I've heard really good things about the uh, 12 week year, but I've, I think even uh, my business coach Yvonne's recommended it, but I've not listened to it. So, um, Oh, it's really good. It's, it, and it's definitely one that you can just dip back into. Awesome. All right. I'm going to check that out. If it's on Audible, I'll get it. Uh, I'm like you, Audible is so, so valuable. Um, and so almost like why we're doing this now too, but Audible, some books, um, maybe this is a little tip from me, but also don't know if you would agree that I find some of the business books are a little bit same, same, and they kind of not always, but have the same message and they're not so high, um, intelligence that I have to sit there and read it. So those kind of books, like, I'd rather listen to them because it's a waste of time for me sitting there reading it. But if it's like an in-depth philosophy book or something deep, you know, I'd prefer to have a physical copy. So yeah. it depends what you're reading, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome, cool. So let's wrap up with some uh, signature questions, Rashida, when you're ready. Okay. So the first one is um, what advice would you give to the young boys who are venturing into manhood? I would say communication is really important. Um, so how you might speak to another man, um, how you'd write an email to them, how you target your whole kind of marketing towards other men would be different to how you would do the same if your audience is female. Um, I was actually part of a membership group a few years ago and they had a guest speaker in who was like the first um, male who was uh, addressing all the other ladies in the group. And you know, he was a really nice guy, but it was very interesting to hear their response to how he worded his emails. They felt that it was really abrupt, how he would um, go on the video and talk to them, you know, like in a, um, on like a webinar. It was, it just wasn't the same as they were used to. So identify your audience, um, whatever gender they are or kind of whatever they're into and really hunker down and tailor your content to them and yeah and I think again you know on, on a personal note it's just generally how men interact with women it's always it's quite a controversial topic you know the whole me too thing at the moment but I, but I think just appreciate that there's different ways to communicate with different people from different backgrounds and I think once you kind of 
get that sorted then then you're away it's just kind of working on that and you know it takes time yeah definitely and that's great I guess as a general understanding but also because of your background in copywriting as well uh you know the more effectively we can communicate with one another, whether that's, you know, from me as a man to another man or me to you as a man to woman or vice versa, um, we'll have more productive, more fruitful uh, relationships with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. What keeps you awake at night? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Not not a lot keeps me awake because I usually just fall asleep as soon as my head hits a pillow. Um, but I would say I, I would say the thing that worries me the most is that I and then this is really dramatic, but that I will get to my deathbed and feel like I've not done enough um, to kind of change things. Like as you can probably tell, <laughs> listeners, I'm really into animal rights and veganism, and I just want to do everything that I can do to basically make the world a better place. And I just hope that I can do my bit um, while I'm here. Good. And as you should feel like that, I wouldn't call it dramatic. I, f- I feel exactly the same. And if anything, it, it helps you to realize, you know, why you're here and that every day we wake up is an opportunity to be more, do more and achieve more. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's actually rather than being morbid, it's actually a refreshing way of uh, looking at things. So yeah, that's, that's great. And Let's say we are having another conversation 10 years from now, Rashida. What would you have have accomplished in that time? Ooh, um, I would like to be um, a well-known author um, in the vegan world, um, holistic business arena, um, and respected for my work and hopefully an inspiration to other people and I'd also like a cat sanctuary or a cattery as well and have loads of cats <laughs> <laughs> love it just don't turn into crazy cat lady yeah? <laughs> oh I already am that's <laughs> uh, all right then I say I didn't warn you but no, that's cool, cool. <laughs> love it. if you had the power to change one thing in the world what would it be um I think for everyone to respect and care for every living being on the planet, whether they're human or not, I think there's an awful lot in the world that when you go onto the news and and it's just really depressing and, and so much of it is because we just disconnect with other people or creatures, whether they're on the other side of the world and they're going through things. And it feels like, oh, well, it's, it's, it's all over the way over there. It's happening over there. So I'm, I'm just not going to think about it. And I would love to just put everything on an equal footing and for people to really feel compassionate to others. Awesome. And it's very admirable. You know, I, f- I feel the same as well about wanting to do that. I'm still trying to be better at it. But uh, we can all do a little bit more, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You are about to compose your own epitaph or obituary. What would it say? Ooh, <laughs> on the spot now. She wanted to make a difference and she did. I think quite simple and hopefully <laughs> effective. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say so. You know, your intentions are there and I guess now we have to just feel the other half, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. How would you, your life and your impact 
be described by others at your own funeral? Um, I think they would probably describe me as compassionate, um, not really willing to ignore things that I felt needed to be addressed. Um, so, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So compassionate, uh, yeah. not compassionate. Yeah, um, and forward-thinking, open-minded, mm. and um, an understanding of differences and people. Awesome. Yeah, and I think that would describe you, one, your life and your mission, and therefore your impact. Two, so last signature question is, why do you think we exist? That is, why are we here? Why are we here? I, I'm not religious at all, but I am spiritual, and I believe that we are here for a reason, and I feel that the majority of us are here because we have work to do in some capacity. And I feel that it's, there's a lot of good that humanity can do. And I feel that that's why we're here to, to rectify things that have happened in the past that have been detrimental to the planet. And I feel that we are here to carry out a task, which is to be as as wonderful people as you possibly can and to, to change things and to, to move away from cruelty and suffering that, that we see everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's a wonderful message to uh, wrap up on. I know, I know those are not easy questions, hence why I asked them. So Good questions, uh, though. No, no, very good. <laughs> I'm very, very happy with that. And hopefully the listeners will take a lot away from that. So last thing before we wrap up, Rashida, is there anything else you want to mention and or tell us about your company, any brand or project you're working on? Please share links to your website and social media as well. I am currently working on creating an academy, um, a program that's going to help entrepreneurs in the ethical wellness and vegan space get more confidence with their writing, PR, marketing, and um, just general kind of business growth. So um, if you could maybe pop the link in the description um, for the the sign up, that would be fantastic. And my travel blog is uh, thegreenv.com. I live over on Instagram and Twitter and the, the handle is at the Green V online. And if you happen to be a hotel and you want to be more vegan friendly and you're listening to this, you can find me at the green, uh, sorry, greenvpr.com. Awesome. I will definitely put those links in the show description. If anyone listening wants to check them out, I would highly advise uh, if you are in that industry and or you need help with PR, digital marketing, and especially if you are an ethical and or vegan business to get in contact with Rashida, even just for a conversation. I guess that's how we started. So look where we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, great. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. Rashida, thank you so much for spending uh, this time with us. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your journey, your wisdom and your experience with us. I am Aidan Lee, and this is the Fit Roots Podcast. Thank you for helping us on our mission to build modern warriors.